It is time for analyzing the lyric. It's Tuesday. How you doing, man? Stefan Maia with you at itsouls.com, the website. Rocket Man. Ooh, I'm the Rocket Man. Yeah, Elton John, right? Come on. I'm not even going to attempt to sing. I can't sing like Elton John. I can't sing, period. But uh, I can recognize talent, and I can recognize memorable songs that are certainly canonized within the channels of the news, uh, the news, the radio stations, right? The, the, <laughs> the ever-playing song that never gets dull, if you will. In my opinion, Rocket Man from Elton John was not familiar with Elton John other than, you know, the records that my aunts and uncles, mom and dad and all uh, had while I was growing up there in the 70s and uh, never took too much of a liking to that persuasion of music until I think perhaps in my early adult life or maybe late teens, maybe late teens, maybe in the like 17, 18 genre, uh, when uh, a friend of mine, we were out and about as always doing things we ought not be doing and uh that song came on. He's like, hey, man, listen to this while we uh, do this, that, and the other. And uh, I was just blown away from the song. The song just held um, a strong uh, tone in my mind. And it's just, I remembered it. It was um, something that charmed me, if you will. It was a song that was different than your generic stamp. And sometimes that takes time for people to catch up to it. Sometimes a song can come out and everybody's like, ah, we don't like it. Then you look at that same song 10 years later and it's <laughs> a multi-platinum selling song. That that can happen. Well, Elton John's Rocket Man was certainly a memorable one for me. And a, um, from that moment on, I looked into his catalog, uh, if you will, and found other songs uh, of great talent and penmanship. Uh, and uh, performance. And Elton John is a performer. I, of course, do not agree with his lifestyle. However, that does not m mean I can't recognize musical talent. And he's a showman. He's a performer. And he is certainly a presence on the stage. He is the focal point of our uh, uh, um, visual uh, uh, reception, if you will. And so, uh, yeah, we want to talk about the lyrics. We want to analyze the lyrics from Rocket Man, Elton John. <clears throat> it's a wonderful song. I've listened to it time and time again. It's on all of my mixes, if you will, <clears throat> from the um, the record to the what is it now? I keep forgetting that one. Uh, well, anyways, to the tapes, the cassettes, right? To the CDs, the MP3s, and now the streaming. Uh, Rocket Man is a song I don't get tired of. It's a wonderful song, and it's a memorable one, and it gives us insight, of course, into a great many things, and we're going to analyze that. Housekeeping, please consider subscribing to the channel. Subscribe, give a thumbs up, like, and share. Share a comment. Share the link on your social media platforms. Perhaps there are individuals like you and I out there who uh, find uh, value in the substance of the material we provide. And please, dear friends, consider, if you will, uh, signing up to uh, addedsouls.locals.com. You can sign up there for free, and once there, you can support the work monthly. 
No amount is too low. No amount is too high. It could be five bucks a month. It helps greatly. Um, whatever you are willing and able to uh, partake in, that would be well received. You can also send donation through PayPal. That is addedsouls at gmail.com, the email address that is associated with the PayPal. And uh, you can also reach out to me and have ourselves a phone call or a video chat if you seek a uh, physical address. I labor alongside the East Coast Church of Christ over here in New Brunswick, Canada. You can check out the .com, eastcoastchurchofchrist.com, or our Facebook page, East Coast Church of Christ. We stream on various platforms, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Rumble, and the audio uh, upload will be made available, as always, on Spotify, iTunes, Google, Amazon, Substack, uh, and uh, various other locations, if you will. Good stuff? All right, let's get into this. Rocket Man from Elton John. We're going to go over to our friends first and foremost over at songfacts.com and just read a bit. But if you'd like to read the whole lengthy article in regards to the meaning of the song, uh, you can go over to uh, songfacts.com and just type in um, Rocket Man from Elton John. But uh, for our purpose, we're just going to read a bit of the intro to kind of give us a bit of platform or a bit of uh, trivia, if you will, to the song. And then we'll put on the lyrics and you and I will read through the lyrics and analyze, analyze accord, accordingly. So here it says over at songfacts.com, space exploration was big in, in 1972, right? Uh, the song came out around the time of the Apollo 16 mission, which sent men to the moon for the fifth time. Now, the inspiration of, uh, or the inspiration for Bernie uh, uh, Toppin's lyrics, however, was the short story, The Rocket Man, written by Ray Bradbury. The sci-fi author's tale is told from the perspective of a child whose astronaut father was or has mixed feelings at leaving his family in order to do his job. You see the conflict of conscience when it comes to that matter, right? I need to do the work, and at the same time, I don't want to leave my family behind. It's a dangerous job. I might not see them again, yet, you know, i got to provide for the family, and I want a better future for them. And it is (laughs) indeed quite uh, the conversation to have if you were an individual blessed with uh, the hard work you've put into getting a position that might have you fly to the moon, right, or something like that. It was published as part of the anthology, The Illustrated Man, in 1951. So Bradbury's story was the basis for another song called Rocket Man. Another song called Rocket Man, which was released by the folk group Pearls Before Swine, fronted by Tom Rapp in 1970. I'm not familiar with them. I may be if I hear a song or I hear some material they've ever created, but I'm not too familiar with Pearls Before Swine, unless it comes from the scriptures, of course, where, indeed, you can read that in the Bible. Toppin says that song gave him the idea for his own Rocket Man. Parentheses, quoting now, It's common knowledge that songwriters are great thieves, and this is a perfect example, he said. The song being, of course, hijacked, borrowed, quote-unquote. In the Pearls Before Swine song, a child can no longer look at the stars after his astronaut father perishes in space. And you can see the trauma from that. I'll never look up in the skies again. That's where dad went and I never saw dad again. So you can see how one would be traumatized to the fact or bittered against 
space. It's all space's fault, right? The article continues over at songfacts.com. This was produced by Gus Dungeon. <laughs> no, not Dungeon. Dungeon. Uh, who worked with David Bowie on his 1969 song Space Oddity, right? Connecting some dots here. Both songs have similar subject matter, and lots of people accused Elton of ripping off Bowie, something both Elton and Bernie Toppin deny. Yeah, I don't see them. I mean, but maybe in the 70s, that would have been a conversation. Like, oh, he just stole that from Bowie. Well, I don't think so. Looking at it now, you know, decades and decades ahead. I think both songs are very unique, very memorable, charming, enchanting, magical, all these words, right? Uh, so, yeah, and so there's a bit of backstory to uh, the history of the song and how it came to be, and you can keep reading, of course, if you will, on your own on your own there. I'm just going to put up the, the lyrics uh, to the song, and we're just going to go through them, you and I. Because I think there's some uh, some stuff we can look into and really open up here in regards to what was written. So uh, the song title, Rocket Man, I think it's going to be a long, long time, is indeed, if you will, on surface, on surface view, uh, the story of a man who's an astronaut and he goes out to space and he misses his family. Well, I think we're going to go deeper than that. And I think we're going to open up the perspective of the rock and roll individual, the celebrity, or the individual who is now the star uh, in the realm of the music industry, within context here in perspective to Elton John, and everyone who's been in the music industry who has become very successful and has reached, quote-unquote, idol status. People worship him. I don't think we should do that. Matter of fact, I know we shouldn't. You can appreciate the talent that created and performs a song, but to go ahead and make these individuals out to be uh, gods is indeed our downfall and has been, unfortunately. So there's another perspective here. The life of a rock and roll star on the road, in the air, having to fly here and there, to and fro, having to drive here and there, and having to be on the road all the time, and having to leave the house and say bye to the family, because I'm on the road now. On the road again. I just can't get on, I can't get on the road again. So uh, Elton John is no different. Very successful individual. He's reached the mega A-list star status, you know, royalty basically, quote-unquote now. Um, and we all know uh, his talent is, is, is magnificent. He's really, again, I have, as far as that perspective of the man, uh, I think he is indeed um, one who stands out and has truly achieved his status from his raw talent and his uh, showmanship, his performance, his ability to uh, uh, have uh, the talent of the instrument uh, upon his mind. And uh, so uh, I'm not, you know, again, my problems with him is not his talent at all. I, I obviously would disagree with him with his sociopolitical policies and his political affiliates and royalties and loyalties and also, of course, his lifestyle, which is that of homosexuality and practice. But that aside, 
Yeah, the song is a wonderful song, and he speaks of these things, and there could even be to that, well, there is to that song, the perspective of his lifestyle, the things he was doing, the things he was experiencing in his age here, in his younger days, wearing a younger man's clothes, as Billy Joel would write in Piano Man. Interesting, right? Rocket Man, Piano Man, Guitar Man, Bread. Might do that one too, one day. Uh, so he, here we go. Here's what. Here's how he opens up. She packed my bags last night, pre-flight. Zero hour, 9 a.m. So he has help from someone, right, to get things organized. The preliminary uh, process of his departure taking place, and someone cares for him, someone loves him, someone is serving him, someone is a friend, someone is with him dearly to get things prepared. So all of his baggage will be set right and ready for his uh, appointment, his departure. Zero hour, 9 a.m. Zero hour, interesting language, military language perhaps, right? Things of that order. And he says, I'm gonna be high as a kite by then. Uh, which is interesting language, and you can take it from various perspectives. In the realm of sex, drugs, and rock and roll, perhaps high means intoxicated or having the thoughts captivated by narcotics of sorts uh, and experiencing uh, travel through a mind spelled by various sorcerous ways, pharmakia, right? And that is quite common in the realm of the music industry. Some think it is the creative power behind the pen and the performance that creates the music according to the culture we follow. And some think, it, some, some say it's more so the influence of the culture who's, there's all sorts of perspectives and there's all sorts of opinions. You want to hear mine? Sure, fine. I think once you are induced by narcotics and intoxicants, alcohol, you pharmakia the whole thing and sorcery for the purpose to open your mind or close it. <laughs> Again, depending on which side you're, 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 you're viewing the conversation from. Uh, and that opens up a great much uh, or a great many thoughts and directions. You pretty much quote unquote channel from your intoxicated mind and experience with no no restraints uh, you just go with it and the extremes of lawlessness what am I saying okay I'm saying this a great many artists I've witnessed create some of the most memorable music while they were fully intoxicated on all kinds of stuff drugs alcohol and practicing all sorts of debauchery lasciviousness fornication, adultery, homosexuality, all those things. Once Living as pagans and heathens, godless unbelievers, they created some of the most memorable music. And it's uh, sad, but I once they unplugged themselves from that and began their sobriety, in my opinion, the, the, the how should I say, the mojo, the magic behind the music they were writing goes away. Just goes away. Because they're sober now. They can't create that kind of stuff. And again, this is an opinion, and you might have an argument against that. But from my experience, um, and I tend to have a little bit of that, uh, it seems to be the case that the music industry keeps their artists 
heavily sedated with sexual perversions, alcohol, and drug-related uh, uh, practices because it produces it produces music that's going to make a lot of money for the greedy, and it produces music for those of us who are uh, who very very much are um, entertained by music, who who find joy in music, and who find a connection in certain lyrics in regards to life experiences or whatnot for those of us who may have lived that path in our previous life or or perhaps living it now uh so yeah that would be my my establishment my opinion my position i'm gonna be high as a kite by then he's not gonna be of a sober mind he's got to go on the road and uh you don't want to go on the road this long journey away from the family away from the the wife and the kids going to be entering into the realm of intoxicating individuals with intoxicating substances and uh, groupies and all that kind of stuff, right? Every, I mean, again, anyone who knows a little bit about the rock and roll industry, uh, the music industry is going to gonna go to that whole VH1 moment where they're all <laughs> in a mess and doing things they should not be doing, scarring themselves with uh, lifelong consequences, sadly. So that's what's taking place. She packed my bags last night, pre-flight, zero hour, 9 a.m. It's going to be, yeah, I know, right? Who gets high at 9 a.m.? Don't ask that question. We used to do that all the time. Wake up, bottle of wine, so on and so forth. Or we hadn't even gone to bed yet. I mean, that was just the way we lived every other day. So zero out, 9 a.m., and I'm going to be high as a kite by then. I miss the earth so much. I miss my wife. It's dual. The prophecy is dual. There's a dual perspective to this. He's going off on the road to go perform in various locations. That's his job. But he loves his job. But it's a heavy burden. There's a lot involved if you are a um, if you're a star, if you're a celebrity now. You've reached celebrity status. You, you've you're an icon of sorts, if you will. People, I mean, literally. Are crying to see you you know to me this is quite ridiculous now <laughs> being my being the age I am and happily married and you know have changed my life uh, quite foolish to me now to do such things but back then it was what we all wanted it's what we did and it was very normal to us so there's a dual uh, a dual perspective combined here They've uh, combined the sources here, and one of them, of course, is the work involved, and the other is, uh, well, he's launching off in this uh, this endeavor, uh, which calls for his mind to be captivated by narcotic and intoxicants and just go with the flow. He becomes a slave to the prince of the air. He is a product of the wind, and so he's off. I'm going to be high as a kite by then. I miss the earth so much. I miss my wife. It's lonely out in space on such a timeless flight. It's a location where you can lose yourself. You can lose yourself. You are lost. You feel lonely, though you are... You are uh, bombarded by entourage... Oh, everyone's your friend. Everyone wants to help you. Everyone's there. You have all kinds of yes-men around you. Um, you're lonely. And you, you know that sense. 
and uh, you're in this world of sex, drugs, and rock and roll, and you're touring, and it's taken a beating on your mind, it's taken a beating on your head, and you remember, of course, your wife and children back home where things are a bit more sober, a bit more controlled in the measurement of your uh, extremes. Uh, excess, if you will, is diminished greatly when you're at home and there's a more peaceful, tranquil, uh, organized, orderly uh, emotion there. And you get to be with those who you know truly love you, your wife and kids, and you're away from that because you're off on the road and doing what the road does. And you got to do what the road does because if not, it gets really uh, um, hard on you. So I miss the earth so much, I miss my wife. It's lonely out in space. Getting high all the time and touring like this, man, I lose my mind. I, I'm lost. I, it just gets so um, sad that you seek to uh, want to go back to what is sober, go back to what is upright, what makes sense, what's normal, right? Uh, I know that, uh, that emotion for sure. Uh, for You know, everything's fun and games when you start off in the realm or the path of sex, drugs, and rock and roll because, well, sin is pleasurable. Obviously, that's why people do it. It's pleasurable. There's a momentary uh, um, ambition of the flesh which is satisfied when we indulge and fall into the snare of our temptations. And it is indeed embraced by the world, this fallen world, and it has um, its initial lure and its initial practices that are very pleasurable. They're exciting, they're adventurous, they're fun, they're dangerous. But yet they're so charming, it's so much fun to do these things. And everything seems to be A-OK. -okay. Everything seems to be peaches and cream when you first start to drink alcohol, when you first start to experience drugs in all its formats, whether it be LSD, magic mushrooms. Now it's all about Xanax and taking a Zanny or taking all kinds of stuff like the, oh man, the kids dope. They, the, the drugs they take these days, I don't know, uh, ecstasy, whatnot. Back in my day, it was marijuana, uh, magic mushrooms, LSD. Um, what else did we take? Speed. There was ecstasy. That came later. Cocaine came later. Um, that was kind of like a repertoire. A lot of the pharmaceutical drugs was heavy, too. Everyone on oxys or perks or dilatas or hydromorphones. or Now they have the fentanyl stuff killing everyone. I mean, I, to me, that was just never my thing. Personally, uh, within the realm of the opioid, uh, heroin was available and around. That was not my thing. Crack cocaine, smoking crack was not my thing. Oh, we railed <laughs> from morning to night. We, we certainly surfed those white caps and we were riding the white horse. Uh, don't get me wrong. Ah, my nose is permanently damaged from it, if you can hear the nasal. But uh, smoking crack was just not the thing that we did in my immediate circle anyways but the, the the point is this it was all fun and games until someone got their eye poked out right okay well after a while it's a burden it's a trap it's a little dungeon box that you're shackled to that you can't leave and nothing's nothing's funny anymore no heartfelt Hardy laughing is there. It's all, <laughs> we're getting, we're doing the same thing again today, aren't we? <laughs> Yay. It, 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 it's reached its climax. Everything's now going downhill real quick. The consequences are starting to set in. There's divorces, there's abortions, there's death. Uh, 
There's overdose, there's jail, there's murder. There's all sorts of... Uh, what on earth is that? Would you believe it? There's something flying in here. It looks like a ladybug. Get away from me. What is it? Land already. Is that a fly or is that a... There's some sort of a bug flying around here in the studio. I don't know what it is. I want it to go away. Oh, it's a ladybug of sorts. A black one. I've never seen a black one. Squirrel! I saw a squirrel passing. Okay, so what are we talking about again? Yeah. It's all fun and games at the beginning, and we're all excited, and it's just, again, these memorable moments that are scarring your flesh that will never leave you alone, and what 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 portrays itself or what begins as something so much fun uh, ends up to be the worst nightmare and it never goes away even now it just it's it's a it's a scar in your in your mind and your flesh well you begin to be so tired of it you're looking for a way out how do i leave this life how do i just get out i'm so tired of getting high i'm so tired of the same people doing the same thing all we do is get high and all of the expiration date on, on sex, drugs, and rock and roll, it, it's not a long one, okay? Uh, there's no retirement plan for that. You either get sober or you're going to die or go to jail. And in our realm, within the realm of crime in which we had organized, uh, you can see how there was a lot more dangerous angles to all of that. Well, Elton John understands this personally. He's been doing the whole sex, drugs, and rock and roll thing, and... It gets old real quick. At the beginning, I'm famous. I, we've made it. Look at all the money we're making. People love the music. It's fun to perform. We're getting high, as high can be. And it's just the best thing ever. Orgies at, 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 in a blink of an eye are, are produced. Everything you want. It's just the full pagan, heathen, uh, extreme, and excess to your disposal. There's nothing you can't buy. There's nothing you can't have. Now, of course, you've sold your soul, and you're not going to be going to heaven one day, and you're not going to be living a life that is purpose-driven and content with love, true love, and compassion, all these things. No, you give that up for the flesh and its desires, and it's fun at the beginning, but I assure you, as one who has experienced it to a certain measurement and degree, it gets old, after 20 years, and I, I mean, I probably started, oh man, I'm not even going to tell you all that stuff, but let's just say decades, decades, decades. It just, I was done with it. I'm getting, how do I leave this life? How do, how do we stop this? Well, I miss the earth so much. I miss my wife. It's lonely out in space on such a timeless flight, starting to lose things, your health, one of them, your mind, the other, and uh, people around you. Your girlfriend leaves you. She can't take it anymore. Your wife left you. She took the kids. There's ha there's been abortions you were even unaware of that are just coming up now. You know what? I was a father briefly for a few months. Yeah, all those things. It, it's it's chaos. It, it's chaos. It's disorderly and it's chaos. So you want a way out of it, and I think it's going to be a long, long time till touchdown brings me around again to find I'm not the man they think I am at home. Oh no, oh no, I'm the rocket man. The rocket man. And here's the other perspective, of course, to this whole life of sex, drugs, and rock and roll. When you're on the road and when you're doing these things, um, you're going home to your wife and your children, but they only know you as dad. And if you speak to all these kids whose dads are famous rock and roll stars, they'd be like, well, the world knew, knew him as this way or that way or whatnot, but we just knew him as dad. 
because he had to play that role when he was here, dad. But he wouldn't be here too often. He'd be here for a brief few months, and then he's off on the road again, being not dad, being the rocket man. And the rocket man, of course, is not whom the family thinks he is. He is sexually promiscuous. He participates in all kinds of sexual deviancies and perversions. His whole experience out there doing his quote-unquote job is getting high and performing and writing and experiencing because that is the true pen of the poet, is the one who's lived through it. Why do you think these country songs are so memorable that we keep singing from Conway Twitty, from Kenny Rogers, from Willie Nelson, from Waylon Jennings, from Johnny Cash, from Merle Haggard, from from all of them, and you can keep we can keep going on and on and on. Uh, Hank Williams, you know, all that kind of stuff. Well, because they lived it, and we know it, and we associate with it because some of us lived through it as well, and some of us haven't, but find it quite interesting how some of us lived. And that allows you some insight and some valuable tools to be able to uh, have approachability. Because how are you going to ever reach someone with the truth or with a message to better their lives if you can't even at all have any communication or any communicative bridges? So he, of course, knows this and he's speaking of it. And it is true. And I think it's going to be a long, long time. I'm going to be away from the family. I'm going to be on the road. I'm going to be doing all these things. And uh, I'm not the man my wife and children think I am when I'm out on the road here. No, I'm the rocket man. I'm the piano man. I'm the guitar man. All these songs written and performed. Burning out his fuse up here alone. And I think it's going to be a long, long time till touchdown brings me around again to find I'm not the man I think they think I am at home. No, I'm the, I'm the rocket man. And it's interesting. Burning out his fuse up here alone. Yeah, it's going to happen. You can't, you can't uh, uh, be uh, taking all kinds of hardcore narcotics, all kinds of drugs, and not sleeping <laughs> from uppers to downers in a matter of an hour, and having your heart not pop out one one day. You know, this is going to pop. It's going to end. Going to have a lot of complications, a lot of problems. You can speak to a lot of rock and roll individuals. Well, a lot. Some rock and roll uh, dudes who have made it out alive. Uh, the guitarist for uh, Guns N' Roses, the guitarist for Motley Crue, uh, uh, several of them, and, and some of them performers. I mean, uh, <laughs> Keith Richards is still walking the earth. <laughs> Ozzy Osbourne. Uh, and uh, it's an inevitable end. You're going to die. Now, of course, we're all going to die. But there's no need to have it happen in your early 20s or 30s or 40s or 50s or 60s or 70s. Try to make it at least, you know. And it's not only, it's not only that aspect it's not only that angle obviously it's to have a better life um sometimes i'm here with the family and i just thank god i thank god and i chuckle at myself i'll scoff myself i'd be like what were you thinking living like you used to live i'll never go back to that i'll never go back to that it's just so peaceful to have a wife and children and a love in the family and a and a Oh, man, you can't pay me to go back over there. Were there some good times? Yeah, of course. Again, sin is pleasurable. Some of us have experienced some of the, some things that most human beings will never experience in their life. 
But I'm glad it's done now. I'm glad it's over. I've moved on. It's difficult, but you got to do it. Or you're going to be found, like he says, burning out his fuse. Burning out his fuse up here alone. Yeah, that's what's going to happen. It's an inevitable end. He continues and says, Mars ain't the kind of place to raise your kids. I mean, you can't bring the kids on the road. What am I going to do? Bring my wife and my children in the realm of sex, drugs, and rock and roll? and the realm of lawlessness? And you can, you can see how easily you can take this from any angle. You can take it from any angle to any, any, any career, if you will. Well, of, of, of this nature, of course. Yeah, you can't raise your children there. Look at Hollywood. Look at the realm of the, indus- the entertainment industry, whether it be music, sports, or movies. You, s- you see how they operate? Come on. They're, they're, they're broken in chaos and disorder. It's a mess. They marry and, di- and divorce as if they're changing clothing. The children grow up to be m- these delinquents and offenders and drug addicts, and, and it's just a mess. Yeah, of course, you're going to find the exception to the rule. You're going to find this Hollywood couple who's still married and the children are well-behaved. But are they in the A-lister category? And they, are they now the, 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 the couple and the model being... Uh, uh, shown on all the channels as if this is a, what we want Hollywood to look like, a happy married family with happy children who love each other and believe in marriage and believe in Jesus. No, you know that ain't the case. So don't try to get the whole, well, that's not true. Yeah, yeah, sit down. No, listen, you know it as well as I do. And I used to know it while I was charmed by Hollywoodism. It's a, it, there's no model there to, 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 of example for our children. You just don't bring kids into that realm. So I, uh, front man, singer, Lemmy, for Motorhead. I had a great respect for the guy. At least he was transparent and honest about it. He was a heathen, no doubt about that. But at least he'd speak it very plainly. Like, hey, Lemmy, why don't you get married? I'm not going to get married. I'm a womanizer. I love women. In other words... I just love to fornicate with all kinds of different women. So why on earth would I burden a wife and children? Now, he missed out, sadly. He really did. He missed it. And he, he, he would have found much better life with a happy family. But at least he was honest and transparent to say it. It's these types that they, 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 they want to portray some kind of an angle to their lives. So they try this whole let's get married and have children thing. And uh, they're out there in the realm of sex, drugs, and rock and roll, and they just create more problems and chaos and people who are um, the recipients of those consequences along with them. So anyways, so yeah, Mars ain't the kind of place to raise your kids. It's just not going to happen. In fact, it's cold as hell. Well, that's interesting language, isn't it? What's taking place there? Well, what's the context? It's not cold in hell. The Bible says it has nothing to do with cold. It's quite the opposite, isn't it? And that's why we identify hell with flames and darkness and just a lot of pain and suffering. Well, pain and suffering play a part here in the context of what he's singing, what he's performing, and that is cold. And we speak that quite often. Ooh, it's cold out there. It's cold as hell. Well, what does cold mean? There's in there in the description we must define. Cold in here means it's painful. It's painful. It's it it, it it's it's something that seems to never end. See he see the language he's speaking. Look at look at how he says it's going to be a long, long time. This is this is something that takes it. it, it it's taking forever. 
It's not pleasurable at all. It, it's quite torturous. It's painful. It's bad. The idea is it's very bad. It's cold here. What is cold? Well, it has no warmth. There's no warmth in hell, though you are under the flame eternally. There's no warmth. There's no one there to comfort you. There's no kindness. There's no love. There's no family. There's no none of that there. So when you're away from your family in the realm of sex, drugs, and rock and roll, um, yeah, it's cold. People there are fake friends in that world. Everything's fake. You're being taken advantage of. And you're allowing it to happen because you're completely smashed. So yeah. Mars ain't the kind of place you want to raise your kids. You don't want to raise a family in that kind of a world. It's very cold. You want your family to be where it is warm and loving and compassionate. Together, family, that kind of stuff. And there's no one there to raise them if you did. Nobody's going to be there to wean your children and help your children grow up. Many... Uh, Many um, have said of my transition way back in 2011, why did he change so like drastically? Oh, you know, you can't raise your kids that way. And he, you know, I had, to, I had been married and I had a child and can't raise your kids that way. That was certainly part and parcel of it. I, I, I won't lie. That's true. I was looking at my wife and I was looking at my child and I'm like, I can't raise them. And I can't. The lifestyle we live is, you can't bring can't raise my kids up in this. They're not going to have a very bright future. Can't do that. It wasn't the ultimate reason why. The ultimate reason why was because I started investigating this whole Christian thing, this whole Christianity thing, and if there was any truth to it. What it I mean, and I followed that path of reason, where evidence, I could find evidence, of course, that's why. Because it's true. I found out it was true. In fact, it's cold as hell, and there's no other... Uh, there's no there's no one there to raise them if you did. And all the science, I don't understand. It's just my job five days a week. I'm not here to try to figure out what's happening. You know, I'm not here to figure all that out. I'm just, again... I'm, I'm caught in, in, in the realm of, uh, of the ism. I'm, I'm just off with the wind. Gone with the wind. And so I'm not going to try to figure out what's happening and why I'm doing what I'm doing. I'm just doing it. I'm the rocket man. And I think it's going to be a long, long time. And he goes back into this here. I'm not the man they think I'm at home, burning out his fuse up here alone, so on and so forth. And that kind of brings its way to the end of the song where he keeps repeating. And I think it's going to be a long, long time. Yeah, I think it's going to be a long, long time. So that's what's taking place over here. And that's the song. And it's a very memorable song. And um, something we can connect with from various different angles. Maybe you're a trucker. Maybe you're a trucker and you're off on the road all the time. Away from your family. Maybe you connect with that song that way. Maybe you're a politician. Maybe you're campaigning. Maybe you're off here, there, and everywhere. Missing your family. It's a hard life. Maybe all that kind of stuff. Maybe that. Maybe you're a contractor. Maybe you got to be here, there, and to and fro. I, the song is popular for a reason. The song uh, is, is a platinum song for a reason. It's because, well, many of us can associate with that, right? Maybe you're a, a, a preacher, a gospel preacher, 
and you're off on the road all the time and you don't get to see your kids all that much. Maybe you associate it with it through that channel, through that perspective or interpretation. But um, from my analysis, as we have this conversation, I would tend to think uh, the music industry and uh, its artists, uh, such as Elton John, a product of, uh, and with the great talent he has, um, is speaking along those lines. Is speaking along those lines. I, I would think that's probably what's taking place there. Uh, by all means, friends, please consider signing up. Right, subscribe, like, share, drop a comment. Uh, all that kind of good stuff helps this work move further and farther. I appreciate all of you who uh, may be sharing uh, comments and things like that. Um, please, please consider doing that. Sign up to addedsouls.locals.com. Uh, PayPal, email address addedsouls at gmail.com. Uh, we labor alongside the East Coast Church of Christ over a year in New Brunswick, Canada. And if you'd like to know more about that, you can check out the website at its uh, eastcoastchurchofchrist.com or our, our Facebook page. But yeah, that's what we do here on Tuesdays. We analyze the lyric, and today was Rocket Man from Elton John. Now, check out our itinerary. We go live. We try to, best we can, from Monday to Friday, 10 a.m. Atlantic Daylight Time. Stefan Maia is my name. Please stay focused. Please stay positive. And Lord willing, tomorrow we'll meet each other again for our Bible study theme, and we're in Genesis, and we're almost wrapping up Genesis, and it's been quite a, a wonderful journey there, so please, by all means, prepare yourself to be with us at 10 a.m. Atlantic Daylight Time tomorrow, Lord willing. Good stuff. Peace out.